I'm Cody Crabb. I'm Johnny Flores. And we're the hosts of the Podcast Producers Survival Handbook. Podcast Producers Survival Handbook is here to help podcast producers, editors, and audio engineers succeed while freelancing. How's it going, Johnny? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Well, as I mentioned before we started, I am literally, we recorded these not around the same time nope. and I'm sick still. I still have the cough, this cough. Um, it's my kids again. Um, I'll probably be saying this on every episode, to be honest. Until they leave. Happens. Until, <laughs> yeah. until they're if we keep If we keep this going for 18 years, then then I will still be saying that uh, up until then. I, I think we, we first started talking about this. The genesis of the idea was that podcast movement evolutions in Las Vegas. And I think you were dealing with it then. It, I just barely started getting it when, when I was there. So yeah, it's <laughs> and, been since then. And that was what? Early March? Yeah, it was. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It was early um, March 23 and we're recording this uh, April of 2027. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, likely, likely. Yeah. But uh, so it's, it's because we are, uh, we're a podcast for beginners, but also kind of not beginners. Um, we kind of thought, okay, first few episodes should be the absolute most essential stuff. So our last episode was finding clients. How do I find clients? Second episode, we decided, okay, what's, what else can we do here? Um, and I think one of the things we landed on was how do you want, how do you know that you have enough clients, you know, just dealing with clients, I yeah. think was the the thing that we thought, oh, that's the most, that's one of the most important things. Um, and so like we, let's say you, you find your first client, you pitch them, things are going well. Um, but you, but now they're like, oh, so what can you, what do you, what all do you do? Like you do podcast editing, but like, what else do you offer? Um, I'd love to kind of discuss like, what services do you all offer Johnny? And kind of like, what services do you suggest to other people to offer? And also like, what do you suggest they not offer that maybe is tempting for podcast people? So I tend to play the role of producer editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is more beneficial in the long run. Um, it's, it's your sort of in, in past jobs that I've had when I was like a supervisor, I always cross trained my staff and all of their roles and I learned their roles too, so that I was more versatile and, um, and could do more things there just basically insured my job. Uh, yeah. cause I could do everything. So uh, that's the approach I take. Uh, what I offer to clients is I can. So you don't really do that much more. It sounds like you just mostly do the con- kind of consulting and the audio. Is it's that all, kind of it? I pitch it as a package deal. You get me as your gotcha. producer. You get me as your, I'll help you develop your podcast. I'll edit it. I'll do the technical stuff and the creative hmm. stuff. So, and then from there, the client can choose what they want me to do and what they don't want me to do. Yeah. Okay. Based on. Oh, see that. So, so like what, when they, when they decide like what, what's on the table, like what would, if they asked you to do it, like what's on the table of things that you would do? It depends. I tell them everything but hosting. I won't host your podcast. So yeah, from there you break down exactly what does that look like? Do you want me to uh, lead production? Do you want me to pitch ideas? Do you want me to find guests? Do you want me to do the scheduling? Do you want me to record? Do you want me to edit? Do you Hmm. want me to direct? Uh, do you want me to act as your pr- producer director during the recording sessions? So it really depends on what their needs are. Uh, yeah. And then they can kind of break that down all a card. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I kind of, well, I was going to say I, that's kind of how I, I do it as well. Um, although I kind of pitch myself more as like a, just, you know, do you have no clue what you're doing? Like, <laughs> let me do all of it. I'll do all of it. And um, if there's a part of it that you want to do, then just do that. But let me do all of it is kind of how I've pitched myself in the past, just because I think with my clientele specifically, they are often people that are experts in something. They are life coaches or fitness mm. experts or whatever, and they have no clue what they're doing. So they just need like an assistant basically that is like, I know all the things. So they could say, Hey, should I put my podcast on YouTube? And they just have like a guy to ask. So that's, yeah. that's kind of how I, um, that's kind You're of the how producer. I basically, yeah. But, but I've kind of pitched myself as like the, just, you know, a guy, you know, I'm, I'm the guy. And so, so that's you're kind the, of, I'll do. You're the podcasting handyman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. I'll so dig I, the post I kind holes of... of your podcast. I'll clean out the bottom of your oven of your podcast. Right. That's what you want. And so, <laughs> and also he knows a guy, he knows a good guy for da, 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 da. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's just, so I, so audiograms, I do a lot of audiograms. I do video, um, but kind of basic video. Like I don't do a lot of like really in-depth kind of YouTuber type videos. Like it's Mr. Beast level. Yeah. Uh, production. Like, yeah. That's, it's just like video. Usually it's like this kind of format that you're yeah. looking at right now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the majority. I'll do show notes as well. I'll, I'll write their copy and things like that. Uh, AI assisted. We'll have a whole episode probably about that. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been really getting into that. Um, that's kind of my main, my main stuff. And I'll just I kind see. of, but, it, but I just say, like, let me handle it. And if there's a part of this that I kind of approach it from the opposite end, with, like where I say, I'll do all of it. Tell me what you want to do and I'll, and you can do that. So that is a, a really good selling point. Um, and a lot of times you can actually turn that, what do you want to handle into the, the client saying, I just want you to handle it. Yeah. So I work with, uh, Cody works more with, individuals i tend to work more with like or business organizations professional organizations stuff like that a lot of the times they're small staff I, I tend to work with clients my sweet spot is they have maybe five to up to 30 employees hmm. so depending on the size of their team they may want me to handle all of it they may want me just to handle part of it so i often will take the approach of if you want me to do this, it's going to cost this much. I'm also willing to help train your staff. Maybe over the course of yeah. six episodes, they could do X, Y, and Z. I'll handle A through W. Yeah, that's uh, really good too. Because then they might be able to be like, oh, well, I can't really justify paying for you to do this. But I could maybe justify yeah. for like you know, just a little bit just to try to also, get off the once, ground. Or once you get into it, the staff member may say, tell their boss. Right. <laughs> I don't want to handle this. Can he just please handle this? I'm so busy. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm already doing it. You're already paying for it. Let's just keep it going. Right. So it really depends on evaluating. This is where discovery, talking to a potential client, and then once they've signed a contract that I I, I do a pre-production package too of like show development. Mm, and that's gotcha. where the discovery really happens and we can revise a couple things or or change the contract to like, okay, now he's going to do this or an addendum, something like mm. that. It just, that yeah. conversation and discovery with your clients in the beginning is so important in determining what they want to manage and doing the pitch of, well, if you do do that, it's going to keep the costs down. Yeah. You know, that's smart. 
I'll still um, make some so, pre-production uh, uh, money package from this training your staff. And then I've also built up that trust. Um, they know yeah. I do good work and then they're willing to reevaluate that. I'm like, okay, yeah, just do it. So, okay. So let's make a quick list. So um, kind of, this is kind of adjacent services that you can use as an upsell besides just the actual production. So I would say uh, kind of publishing and uploading to a host, uh, yeah. writing their show notes and descriptions and stuff like that. Transcripts. Um, making, making art is a, is another big one. Um, yeah. Transcripts. Those, those are, you can really make some bank off those. Connecting the all the, setting up their hosting service and then yep. connecting it to the different listening platforms. Yeah. Just kind of the, a launch in general. Um, I would say like promotional materials, like graphics and little yeah. videos and audiograms and stuff like that. Uh, finding guests is is one that nobody knows how to do really production like when they start management. out just the production mm. management managing it for them yep is, is uh, i've i have a i don't do this myself uh i haven't yet anyway um but like scheduling interviews for someone i mean can you imagine how nice that would idea. be to just wake up and they have a guest like that's so nice um pitching but, ideas yeah. Pitching, pitching con- ideas, yeah. Pitching content ideas, pitching guests, stuff like that. Yeah, all these are things that you can charge for and get paid for, and they need everybody. Everybody that has a podcast needs to do all of that stuff, um, most of that stuff. Um, okay, also, so building oh, out episode templates. Um, oh, sure, yeah. Actually, like helping structure the actual yeah stuff, the yeah. actual structure of the show, and then the actual editing, mixing template too. Um, mm-hmm. Finding music. A lot of times they don't know where to go to look for music yep. and, you know, finding stuff that like that can be used through creative commons or finding musicians in their local community, stuff like that. Some of these are like you do it once and it's, but, and some of these are like, you can do it every week or however yeah. often, but, but it's important to like, there is a ton of stuff that you can do around, uh, around this kind of stuff. I mean, even, I mean, I I've never done this myself, but like, if you're local, like maybe they need some other stuff like videography and things like that. So there's, there's so many things. Um, but the really cool thing about being freelance is you don't have to do any of it. Like if you don't want to get paid for it, like, Oh, I don't do that is fine. Like you can say, I don't want to do that just because you don't like doing it. I hate transcripts. I really, really <laughs> hate doing transcripts. They take forever. Um, I already can do a passable transcript in Descript or wherever else. And it's just fine, you know, for my purposes. And none of my clients really want like a full perfect transcript. So I'm like, no, I'll, I'll charge you like double what anything else, like any other transcript service would cost you. So I'll do it, but I won't be happy about it. And if I'm going to do it, at least I'm going to get paid to do it. So yeah, 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 definitely get paid to do it. <laughs> um, so, okay. As far as like, let's say you've got a couple clients now. Um, how do you know when you start to like be a little bit, this is kind of more like a freelancing problem than a, than an actual podcast production problem. I see. Um, but like, how do you know when you start to take on too much? Like what are the early signs that you can be aware of that are like, Ooh, maybe I should slow this down or maybe I should, you know, maybe I should pare back what I'm actually doing. I think an early sign is when you start doing extra work that isn't agreed. Like that's Mm. you and the client didn't agree to this and you start taking that on, I think is a clear sign of, overextending yourself. What about you? Hmm. What do you think? Well, I mean, I would, I would actually say if you start making mistakes, 
Mm. Like, like if you don't have enough time to like carefully go through each thing and be like, yes, this is what I'm doing. Um, obviously there's like horrible mistakes, like switching your, the, like uploading the wrong podcast on the, to the wrong feed. Yeah. Like th- there's something like that, but even something as simple as just like, Oh, I didn't know that I, that mistake was in there when I sent it to the client or like stuff like that, that you, the reason that that's happening is because you feel rushed and you feel like you can't do it as well as you maybe should. So, um, and I would also add to that, uh, like you are working more than you want to. So we'll, we'll talk about this more. We'll, we're going to do an episode on pricing probably pretty soon here. Um, and I would say like, before you even do any of this, you should start thinking, what's my, what's my goal here? Do I want to get some money on the side because I know about audio and I just want to get some cash money? Do I want to make this my full-time career? There is a huge spectrum in between those two, but what you need to do is figure out how many hours a week do you want to work? You know, how much money do you want to make Yeah, and kind of arrange your, what you're pitching to clients and how much your work you're doing based on that. And your pricing will have a lot to do with that. So that's, that's why we'll kind of talk about that later. But, um, what Johnny, what you mentioned kind of is in the realm of scope creep. Um, so maybe we should talk about that a little bit and maybe also define what scope creep is for those that yeah, maybe haven't heard of it. I would, I'll, I'll add one more thing, a, a sign that you may be overextending yourself or you're taking too much work oh, yeah. is if you feel animosity towards your client. Oh I, yeah. <laughs> I had that in the beginning. <laughs> I had one. a couple clients that I wouldn't say no to and kept asking me to do more and more and more and more. So I would do it because I liked doing the work. It was, it's my first time, uh, in a job where I was like, Oh, I get to be creative and I'm getting paid. Like, this is amazing. I don't mind doing this, but it slowly started to wear off and I would get, <laughs> That's good. I would get just real animosity. I would gripe to my girlfriend about like, God, they're doing this. They're making me, you know, and she, and she, you know, bluntly, thankfully said this to me. She's like, they're not making you do anything. You're doing that to yourself. You need to draw <laughs> yeah. a line, tell them yes or no and stick to it. I was like, Oh, you're so right, Sash. Well, and especially when you when like you stop and think like they're paying me to do stuff. Like if yeah. if you're like I've caught myself doing that too when I got like super busy, like really another episode. Like what? What did I expect? They upload every week. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's obviously yeah. So. It, it's yeah. It was just I. They were. I was like I was allowing them to go beyond what we agreed to, and I would get, and my rates were different back then. I was not charging very much. Cause I was just happy to be doing it. And so I was, I was just devaluing my own self. And, well, and on top of that too, I think that could also be a sign of maybe not having enough work because I think you, if, if it's like not a busy thing, um, you might just be like, Oh, I need whatever I can get. And so I'm like, you know what I mean? You're just like get, taking any square inch of work. You Anything, can possibly yeah. Get. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so I think that could be a, that could be a sign that you need more clients, but it's basically like, just keep that. It's a very tricky line to walk because yeah. sometimes when you're freelance, it's really hard to know how long something's going to take you, how much space you have in your schedule. And so, um, kind of try to figure that out as you go, like yeah. maybe time yourself as you're and editing a podcast and like, you know, dealing with sorry, difficult clients, which we will get to in a whole oh, episode. Ben, that's we'll again, about- that's a, that's, it's, that's its own episode. But let's, sure, let's, let's get to the, uh, the scope creep. Yeah. Okay. So def- let's define scope creep yes, for anyone please. that hasn't heard of it. 
Oh, you want me to define? Yeah, because I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> yes, I you have, do. I don't have Urban Dictionary pulled up. So. <laughs> well, you do know what it is. It's when a client is saying like um, they just slow and it's creep because it happens really slowly without you without you realizing. Um, a client goes, "Hey, you know, can we just uh, add a tiny bit of more work here?" And maybe it's oh. not enough to warrant you going. Oh, let's charge more for this. Um, and so it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. So and before you know it you've doubled your workload for the same rate. Um, and so, uh, Which leads to animosity. Of <laughs> course. Yeah. Talking about, but I, but again, like it, and it's really not necessarily their fault. They might not be trying to get one over on you. Like that's yeah. kind of the nature of this sometimes is you just start changing what you're doing and it's, they don't necessarily realize that something is so much more work or they just don't think about it. They're just like, yeah, you're the guy to do it. So yeah, we do it. Um, and so, how do you avoid sky again? I, I knew you would know what it was. Like you're very familiar <laughs> with the concept, I'm sure. Um, but how do you avoid it? How, when you, how do you spot it coming and what do you do sure. to avoid it? Happening? Uh, and what can you do if it already did happen? Yeah. I think this is something that happens with new, someone new to freelancing and they're new to this uh, world of like production is yeah, you definitely, you you agree to terms and then the client, I don't think most clients do this maliciously it's just it just yeah. happens it's the nature uh, of how creating something is yeah. you build upon it so um yeah they'll start asking for one little more thing two little more things um and uh i i think it's stopping and looking at like okay what did we agree to and do i want to do this for them for nothing um i with my clients um i will do little extra things if it doesn't take much time if it's like yeah I, I, I had a client recently i had put the whole episode together and then they called me the day that it was supposed to, like the day i sent it to him and it was supposed to go up that night um for the next day called me and said i had i forgot to we have an ad i forgot to do the ad and i was like cool i'm not going to charge you for the recording let's just record it real quick but i have to charge you for the editing because i already put the episode together i already it's already done so, yeah, uh, and that they, they were fine with that. They also were fine if I had charged them for the whole, for both things. Um, uh, but I didn't, I value them as a client. I value them as a friend. So I was like, it's not a big deal. Let's just do this. It's going to take a minute of my time to record. It's not, not a big deal. It's just putting the stuff together. So that's how I avoided that scope creep. Well, and I think that's the op what you're, what you're describing is kind of the opposite of scope creep. When you see something coming and you kind of go like maybe, or maybe you do it intentionally. Like someone asks you for something and you kind of go, well, I'm okay with this. Like if someone's like, yeah. Hey, can you start suggesting a title instead of me? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're not going to charge them to, to do a title, yeah. but like, but it's one of those, like, and if you really like this client and you think they're great and you've been working with them for a while, like, yeah, like give them a, give them a handful of little scope creeps for free, you yeah. know, like why not? If, if it's really not taking you that much extra time. Um, but just, it's something to keep an eye on it yeah. to kind of reevaluate how much extra am I doing for this rate that I've been charging this whole time. So, and if it turns yeah, out it's going to be extra work, I let the client know ahead of time. Like, Hey, if you want yeah. me to do this, it's going to cost this. I don't yeah. surprise them. That's a really, um, that should be an episode of just like client etiquette. Like how do you, how do you politely tell things to your client? Big time. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah. that they're not, cause they'll get offended cause they're paying you. So if all of a sudden you, I learned this the hard way with the client, they had me come out for two different meetings 
And then they chatted. They ended up, the group of them ended up hanging out for like an hour. And I ended up staying there because they were chatting with me and I billed them for that. They were like, whoa, I didn't know we were going to get billed for this. I was like, you had me out at your meeting. I was there that much longer. So, um, so it was, it was, an, a, it was a good lesson for me yeah. to learn about, like, I should have warned you ahead of time. So now I let my clients know ahead of time, like, you want this extra work. So it's really you managing your time and drawing boundaries, yeah. I think is how you avoid boundaries is a really good way to you know. boundaries is a really, really good way to put it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I like to, to do my, my services a la carte like that. Cause it's like, it's literally like, oh, you want this? What's well, this? If you want this, it's yeah. this. And it's like, I can just tack it right on if they want to do I that. I do all the car, package it as a flat rate. And then if we go outside of that scope of work, gotcha. it, I, we're now getting to, I'm billing you for per hour. Nice. With an hour right, minimum. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that you do that I was like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Because then they'll think twice before asking yep. you about <laughs> stuff. Um, is it really, is that 10 minutes really worth an hour of work? Yeah. Pay me for an hour or, or can it wait until <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay so now you've you've got your clients you've figured out what you're offering uh you've kind of got set against scope creep you actually maybe are starting to edit podcasts and get or produce started. them or, engineer them yes i say edit but yeah that's what we mean <laughs> um but now you've started to get like you have one client that launches uh launches or they they air their podcast twice a month you have one that's uh, every single week, you have a couple of clients that don't want this. You have a couple of clients that do want that one client puts their episode. They, one client uploads their episodes a week in advance. So you can edit them. One is a month in advance. How do you manage this in a way that you can read and that is understandable? Because this is a, this is a thing that I had to learn really fast because, um, my, my initial strategy was more about quantity. And so, I was like, I got to do all the things and get all the clients. And so I think at my peak, I was at 16 clients. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there anymore. Um, but, but imagine like, imagine yeah. how many episodes that is like, that is a lot That's of a stuff lot to keep of track work, of, which um, tells me getting into future episode of like figuring out your pricing. <laughs> that's, that's like a team you, you would have like me at my rates, I would have like, two employees underneath me doing that. So <laughs> yeah. I'd be acting well, as a creative and, director. And that's kind of my thing. That's kind of my thing is that um, obviously that was not charging enough at that point. But um, but my point is though, you have a, uh, you need to develop a system um, and lots of, there are lots of apps and tools and whatever out there. Um, I wanted to tell Johnny about this one and I thought I figured why not do it on the podcast. Um, it's called ClickUp. It was the one that I use. Um, and the way that it works is basically I have it set up. So my clients have a form and they just fill out this form and it says like episode number, um, ID for the show. Each, all of my clients have a four digit or four letter ID. So episode ID is what I call it. It's the, the ID plus their episode number, then the title, um, and then the date they want it to go live. And then any other notes like, oh, there was a weird bump at 32 minutes or something. And then it just shows up in my system and I know when it's due and I know when I need to do it. And if there's any stuff, certain stuff gets, I have it really like fine tuned now. So like certain stuff that I know takes me a while gets prioritized and it's, I have to do it earlier and things like that. Um, but they do all the submissions and, and uploads and stuff. So I never, oh. I, I don't, I don't actually do any recording with my clients. I know you do that quite yeah. a bit. 
Um, but I, right now I don't do any of that. So, right. So I just, when I have an episode in my system, it's ready to edit and I can just pop in there and be like, oh, I know exactly what needs to be done when. Yeah. And I don't have to go through and be like, okay, where's this? Is this file here? Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not chasing that stuff down. If I see an ep- if I see it in the, in the forms, Oh, my phone. If I see it in the forms, it's done. It's ready. It's uploaded. It's ready to edit. So, um, Highly recommend you look into a system like that. ClickUp yeah. is a good one. Trello is another one that I've heard people use. That's yeah, really heard good. Of Trello. Um, Notion is another one. Um, but yeah, like what do you? I mean, spread even like a spreadsheet could could work if you're if you really kind of format yeah. it well and stuff. What do you do? Because so my girlfriend, you just a, told me that you just told me that you don't do this. Yeah, and so I'm like, what does he do then? <laughs> so my girlfriend's a librarian, and she showed me. Um, you can find this online. It's uh, I forget the title. I should have looked it up before we started recording. Basically, it's a library system of of file management. So I have everything broken down: images, recordings, you know, my own, my own business stuff too that I have in there. Um, and then under the recordings, I have it broken down by season. And then um, because I am managing the recording sessions, I automatically get those files. So my clients yeah, don't that's really, a little easier. Yeah, my clients don't really ever see that stuff, but I manage it by recording image uh those are like the two basics uh for well, the yeah, but how do you know when to do what like how do you know when so like calendar. when stuff is due and so through my calendar, like calendar i have just just straight up old school digital calendar management of uh the date that things are supposed to be posted recording sessions and then i have a spreadsheet of uh production management so basically broken down into uh client date of contact or not client, but guest under each client has their own spreadsheet, but um, guest or the organization point of contact. When we, when we, when I make contact with them, have we scheduled anything when the date is scheduled, stuff like that. So I can just look at the spreadsheet and then I have it color coded. If we're still in talks and we haven't set anything up, it's yellow. If we're all set for a recording date, it's green. And once we've recorded with them, it's red. And then that way see, I could go back. That, and look. That's good. So I, I, I suppose that's good. I just, I feel like I need to see a more of an overview of everything Yeah. because I have a lot going on well, and you each have individual 16 clients. I have, I don't still have 16 <laughs> clients. I do have a lot though. I still do have a lot. You still have way more than me. Uh, I, I, I work with a small batch of clients, so it's a little easier to manage. That's true. And I will say though, I did start doing this like really early on, like probably when I had three clients. So, um, but it really helps because I am kind of a forgetful person. And so like making sure that every single thing that I need to do is just, it is written down. I just, I can't miss it because it's in there. So, um, highly recommend you do that. If you find yourself not super organized or or really just, if you're just starting out, um, it's really good to do this before you start scaling, get a system down because then you can like, add someone in no problem i can just duplicate something in my system add them in there and it's done so um but it's really that's i again i think i think we'll do another episode about like tools that we use eventually um kind of for just in general not necessarily like audio editing or video editing stuff but managing your business yeah like business business management stuff that'd be i think that'd be a really good episode and then i could maybe go into some detail about click up there but um yeah any anything else you wanted to add about uh managing your clients no, I think that's it. We covered a lot of ground today. And, we did. Um, this is all stuff I wish I 
was out there when I first started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of made this up on my own. I, I was making stuff up on my own. Like things were awkward and weird and just whatever. I just did it. And it's so th- this is great. This is really good. Um, if you are just starting out, uh, please listen to us. <laughs> listen to this advice. We, we have made mistakes and we will yes. tell you about them because we don't want other people to have to do the same thing. So, but this is a thriving industry. It's only getting bigger. Um, and you could have a career or even just some freelance money from it. So if you want to get started, this is, this is a good place to start. Yeah. And you can email us if you have questions, uh, yes. anything you want us to cover, uh, topics, anything like that. Or you just want to give us a shout out and say, hello. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Our pod, our email is podcast survival at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, shoot us an email if you want to want us to talk about something. And then I have a, I have a YouTube channel where I post like editing and production tutorials and some Descript stuff. Uh, you can find that on YouTube as Cody Crab Edits. And then also, if you want to try out Descript, just go to Descript.cc and you can find my uh, my referral link and you can try it out and see if you like it. I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not even the social media, right? Like you're I'm just on like social nah. media, but I don't even know my tags. <laughs> That's what I mean. You're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Just go to Flores Podcast uh, Productions.com. Flores Podcast Productions.com. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Okay. Well, thanks everyone, and we will see you next time. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it.